This is Mouth Media Network, audio for business. Hello, my name is Aya Kanai, and I am the head of content and creator partnerships at Pinterest. And what I love about beauty is the experimental and creative nature that it brings out in so many people. Hello everyone, my name is Keita Moore and I am a celebrity makeup artist and Pinterest creator. What I love about beauty is everyone has a different idea of what beauty means to them, but beauty is in all things. We see beauty every day and makeup with beauty. It simply means just feeling good about yourself, using makeup to enhance what you have already naturally so that you feel happy and confident when you go outside. And it's just a form of expression. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Well, um, I and Kita, thank you so much for joining us here today on Beauty Is Your Business. This is Karen Moon, and I'm here with my two amazing co-hosts who are beautiful, on the inside and outside, April Fanzino. Aw, thanks so much, Karen. Happy to be here. And Abby Wallach. Hi, Karen. Great to meet everyone. Thanks for joining us. Cool. So actually, why don't we just dive in? So Pinterest has recently launched a really cool innovation, and I'd love for you to kick it off by walking us through what this is and why it's so relevant today. So for a little bit of context, Pinterest is a 10-year-old, strong, inspirational platform. And so we have over 475 million monthly active users. And what we realized is that we we're always serving up to our users their next big idea. So how do you wear purple eyeshadow? What's my next tattoo? How do you cook Brussels sprouts? Those were all really the use cases of Pinterest where people were looking for inspiration and ideas to inspire their next choice, their next purchase, et cetera. And what we wanted to do is to layer on top of that, the inspiring people, like one of whom you will meet today, the inspiring people who have those great ideas. And so that is why we launched Creators at Pinterest so that we could make sure that we not only serve our audience with great ideas, but the people who have those great ideas. Amazing. And then I know there was a recent AR launch also, right? Yeah, so in 2020, we launched AR Try-On for lipstick and then eyeshadow. And I can't even tell you during the pandemic, this has been such a fun tool and a really important tool for customers when naturally people were going into stores less and less, but we really wanted to make sure that our customers were able to try on products that they wanted to use. So beauty, of course, was our first category that we wanted to get into with AR try-on. So what does that look like? If you go into the Pinterest search bar and you start typing purple eyeshadow, let's say, you know, an ambitious look, you start typing purple eyeshadow, it will immediately populate for you skin tone ranges. So you can select your skin tone range and it will show you images of 
people wearing purple eyeshadow. So that's like a really important use case where you can see others wearing that purple eyeshadow that you wanted to try on. But what if you wanna try it on yourself? So also in that search tool, you'll see a camera. If you tap on that camera, it'll immediately launch your front facing camera. There you are. You'll be able to see different eyeshadow and lipstick options that you can try on. And the carousel below shows the actual item that you are trying on so that you are able to tap to purchase that exact thing. So it has been a really important tool and service. I would say for me, one of the most important things about our augmented reality is that it is as close to act actual reality as humanly possible. So not all of us have a professional makeup artist in our home living with us. And so we wanted to make sure that our AR try-on camera had no filters, no skin smoothing techniques. So you could really see what does that product look like on your face so that you are having a real customer experience of what it would look like on you. And so it has been a really powerful tool fun to shop with and fun to just play with. Amazing. Kira, I'd love to hear from you, you know, tons of followers and an amazing audience, both on the professional and, you know, beauty junkies. would love to know more about you and your ethos and the type of content you like to create and how this has been like a really interesting element in what you do and provide to your audience. Well, first of all, I've been using Pinterest for forever, maybe like eight, nine years ago. And you guys have been doing it for 10 years and that is so amazing. I always use Pinterest as a form of helping me to find my expression and get ideas and, you know, be inspired by other artists. And from the start, since I started my account years ago, my favorite thing that I love have been being able to save the pin boards and share with my team, photographers, hair, nail techs, and stylists. Before, she was saying earlier, the search blue smoky eye, you'll see so many different types of blue smoky eyes, but now you can like do things like search a blue smoky eye and have the option to pick it based on like the skin tone, which is a big game changer alert. And now you can add story pins to go live and it's easier than ever to connect with your audience on Pinterest. And it's not like social media. Like I don't go on Pinterest for social media purposes. I go in there truly to be inspired. And I know that so many other people go in there for the same exact thing. I think that's so exciting that you've been able to capitalize, especially in this moment with Pinterest. I'm a huge Pinterest fan also. I love it. So much fun and very inspiring. I love that you're utilizing your expertise, Kita, and then marrying it with the content to really bring it to life in a new and fresh way. How are you finding with brands? Have you started working with brands specifically to power up their products to connect the AR to the shoppable piece? Is that something that you've been working on to move to the next level? Absolutely. I've worked with a few brands since I started my Pinterest to help talk about and promote their products in a way because, you know, the engagement on Pinterest is like really, really, really crazy and really amazing. And I feel so blessed to be able to have my artistry reach so many people. And I feel as being a Pinterest creator, I don't see like a restriction when it comes to what your following can see, like social media pages. But yes, I've worked with certain brands like Maybelline and I've worked with Armani Beauty and I've also just shared regular things. And what is just important to me because I want my audience to 
truthfully, honestly, be able to use the products that I use to be able to get the the look that I do. Yeah, no, I think that's great that you've been able to really capitalize on this platform that's been around for so long and really utilize your creative expertise to share that and inform and educate in a way that's valuable and attainable to the end user of the Pinterest. It's so great like when you can share something that you do, your art, and then allow consumers to really use that in a way and take it home with them. So I think that's an amazing platform. Yeah, I love to inspire and share things that I've learned in this industry that I continue to learn because I'm always a student first. I love to do that every day with my audience. Being a Pinterest creator allows me to share tips and tricks and behind the scenes and, you know, just connect with them and interact. It's just been an amazing platform for me and so many others. So Aya, can you talk a little bit about the types of creators that you're partnering with and obviously, you know, in beauty specifically, but what the goal is there and different categories that you're getting into and why? So yeah, on Pinterest, as I mentioned at the top, we have over 475 million monthly active users. So it's a gigantic audience. And what I am often saying when I'm talking to creators like Kita and professional creators is to always keep in mind that Pinterest is a visual search engine. So what that means is that the keywords in your content as users begin to search for those keywords over and over, over time, actually your Pinterest content grows over time. Content that lives on other platforms, and I love all the other platforms, so I am a proud user of all the tools, but content on other platforms generally expires after 12 or 24 hours. You're really not going to see it again. That said, on Pinterest, because of that search capacity and the way that users come to our platform with a question, how do I use purple eyeshadow? I mean, genuinely, I don't know. So because of that, users search for keywords in Kita or any other creator's content, and they will get served that content more and more over time. It's why content on Pinterest is actually evergreen because genuinely there will be a use case for purple eyeshadow from now, hopefully until the end of time. Like it's really fun. And so people who create great content surrounding important search terms really get that value out of their content where it grows over time. And because I work at the platform and collaborate with all the creators, I am able to give them insights into what Pinterest users are searching for. So right now we're seeing a lot of trends towards colorful makeup looks up seven times year over year. Not shocking, right? Because people last year were not searching for colorful makeup looks at this time of year or even red eyeshadow. Now I'm sure that Kita could do a beautiful job on that. I don't know how to do that. So I would really need someone like him to teach me or butterfly eyeliner, rhinestone makeup, abstract eyeliner. These are all search terms that are up 11x, 6x. So these are kind of insights that we're able to give to our professional creators like Kita and other makeup artists, hairstylists, et cetera, to help them understand what are Pinterest users searching for that they could create content around. Now, creators like Kita are definitely unicorns. They're one in a million. There are not many people like him. Truly, it's a fact. But we also have more 
what we call micro and nano creators, people who are getting started, you know, people who have things to share, but aren't at the level of Kita where he's working every single day on set with celebrities doing his thing, right? There's all types of creators out there today. So we have our cohort of people like him who are that professional set. And then of course, we really want to also nurture those creators who have smaller audiences, but also have exciting content to share. I mean, what's so beautiful about content making at this point is that you have a phone, you have a couple tools, you can make something, you can share your ideas. And that's what's so great about what we're able to offer to our creators. I love that. That's amazing. I love that it really spans, obviously, like the super high level, like Hida, to the people that are starting out and they want, they have a small audience to share with and they want to build on that. So it's amazing to have those tools and the accessibility that's available, more democratized where it it isn't always, that's not always the case. I love that. That's the importance of the search part of any sort of discovery engine is that if your content is valuable and users are searching for words in that, in your piece of content, continuing to view it again and again, actually you'll get more and more people looking at it, more and more people being inspired by it. Sure. I mean, what's interesting about Pinterest versus Google, let's say, is that it's almost like crowdsourced ontology, right? As people are creating boards, they're also creating like the way in which we think about tags and taxonomies and you know the the search experience has been really interesting both from a word standpoint but also visual search with the new tools where you can kind of hone in to one piece you know the question is it's also like very discoverable and like you kind of stay in the platform versus move out a lot of the times like how have you guys as the company has grown thought about like the user flow and the journeys that consumers take when they're on the platform Yeah, so that's really interesting because one of the things that we heard again and again is that when users find a piece of content that is really exciting to them on Pinterest, especially when there's a product featured that they are interested in, not only do they want to save that beauty look or hair look to their board of hairstyles or whatnot, they also might want to buy the products that are featured in that piece of content. So what we realized is we really needed to create a really robust shopping experience. Frankly, at this point, there are hundreds of billions of pins on Pinterest at this point. So it's really robust. So we have built on top of our platform shopping experiences where brands can, of course, have a shop tab that enables us to ingest their entire shopping catalog. And then, of course, we just launched our newest feature, Shopping List, which enables shoppers to save their shopping pins in one place, making it easier for them to come back and shop those items when they're ready to buy them. And then we also just launched The Goods by Pinterest, which is a brand new shopping spotlight on Pinterest that is currently available in the US and the UK, and we'll be rolling it out to several other territories this year. So all of our efforts are focused on two main categories, shopping and creators and finding the intersection between those two massive ecosystems and beauty creators and beauty creators like Kita and people like him are instrumental into because they are the teachers. They are the people that make all of these products valuable to consumers. 
Um, Kita, I'm, I'm curious, like if you could tell us more from your perspective, you know, the value of being part of creator programs like Pinterest, clearly you get to see new stuff before it's out. Does that help because you're kind of introducing newness to your audience and even maybe your brand partners? Tell us a little bit about that. Cause obviously it sounds like there's so many things you can be doing. Like what's the benefit for other creators to join this program? That's a good question. For creators to join this program, I would say that not only is it a good place to get your work out there and connect with like a different audience, but it's also a way for you to get closer with brands and stuff like that. And also learning for yourself, like Pinterest is growing really, really, really fast. And just on this conversation alone, I've learned so many more things that you guys can do with the platform. Like I wasn't sure that I didn't know that you can like, you know, take a picture and it also shows like the eyeshadow, the purple eyeshadow, um, exactly how it will look on you because, and that's very important with like different skin tones and skin types. But I truly feel that it can be a place for creators to come on and just share their creativity in a way where you can't do it on other platforms. And I truly love how instead of like equaling Pinterest to like another social media platform, because it's not a social media platform, it's also like Google and like Instagram at the same time where it's a search engine for beauty creators and stuff like that. So it's it's just a little bit different and awesome when I go into like a board meeting on a video shoot or like a, a campaign or something like that. And they have these Instagram boards and they show us all the work. And a lot of times there's been my work on there and the producer didn't even know. And he's like, you know, we really love this right here. This graphic liner is so amazing. Like, this is exactly what we want. Do you think you can do this? And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's my work. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. So it's just a way to for creatives to discover you in a way where they don't even realize that is your work. So many times I've been and friends and stuff like that have been like, look, we're they're basing our looks for a CoverGirl campaign off of your story pins, you know? So it's really dope to be able to, to do that. That's so exciting. And it's also so much fun. I bet you're having so much fun with it. It's almost like immediate gratification, right? Because you're so much fun. And media gratification, I literally just made a pen post like 30 minutes ago. I'm, I'm addicted to it. <laughs> Do you want to make all of us over and like put some cool, you know, get that purple eyeshadow going? I used to wear that. Of course. You know what? Listen, you don't even need the makeup artist to do it. You just go on Pinterest and do it yourself and it'll do it for you, you know? <laughs> you make it happen. Scenarios. I'm Denise Dente from Buzz Beauty, and I'm here with my business partner, Jessica Quick. Hi, Jess. Hey, Denise. What are we buzzing about this week? We're buzzing about scenarios and the scenario planning process. We know that businesses, customers, and markets are moving so fast right now, and they can be wildly unpredictable. Yeah, it's wild now. It always feels like it's a bit wild in this industry. And a few years ago, we started implementing scenario planning with our brands. We brainstorm scenarios that could materially affect their brand. And sometimes they seemed far-fetched or even improbable. Things like a mega growth situation. Yeah, like suddenly a celebrity jumps on TikTok and endorses your product. Exactly. Or uh, some negative um, potential problems, like potentially a raw ingredient becomes unavailable and you need to reformulate. 
So even though in the process it seems a bit ridiculous, many of our scenarios that we have mapped out actually have happened. It's one of the best things that we do, just having a framework down on paper so if it does happen, you're ready to take action and you're not caught on your heels. I know with our clients today, we like to do an annual scenario planning session with key stakeholders for sure. We sit down with the team, we brainstorm three to four positive and negative things that can materially impact the business. And then we lay out the action steps, the people, and the resources that would be needed to immediately deploy. And really, by material differences, what we mean is have a significant effect or impact on the financial piece of the business, whether positive or negative. We really love helping brands host scenario planning workshops and sessions. So if you want more information, contact us at info at buzzbeauty.com. I have a question about the algorithm and about the creators, because one of the things when people are creators, they're new, they're maybe not as well known as Kita and, and his expertise, and you're a nano or a micro. Do you train these people, these newer creators, how to work with the algorithm so they can achieve success? Because all of these platforms, I mean, there's so many, everyone's everywhere trying to figure out where they can gain traction. And sometimes people just pick one and they really own that, right? Like they make it their place to be. It is hard to be everywhere and have success everywhere, right? There's so many places. So how do you work through that with your talent to make sure that they can achieve the success? So Pinterest gets what they need, but also on the other side, I'm a producer. <laughs> how, do, how does the talent succeed? Because that's such an important they're trying, they're working, it's work. It's not, you know, yes, it's fun, but it's work, right? We know it's work. A hundred percent. And we fully acknowledge that this is a moment in time where the creator economy is frankly of a size and scope such that the world has never seen before. And education in terms of how to create excellent content is something that is so important. So for us at Pinterest, we have a Pinterest creator community. And so that is a space where if you want to become a Pinterest creator, you can join that community. It costs nothing to you. And that we actually have weekly meetups where we teach workshops. So we teach workshops in all of our key categories. So that's beauty and fashion, home decor and design, health and wellness, food. And so we travel through all those different categories. And then we also teach cross-functional workshops. So that's like how to create high quality video, how to style with, you know, limited tools in your home, like all those things that frankly, every creator needs to have access to. We teach workshops across categories like that as well. And we might bring in often professional creators, let's say like Akita or someone else who is willing to teach some of what they know to our audience. So that is another really important place that we have been growing that community. We actually just launched it this year. And so that's been a really great place, A, where those creators can meet each other, right? And then also where they can gain valuable tools because I think that for professional creators, because they are often on set of photo shoots, video shoots, frankly, working every day, their skills are fine-tuned because they're using them every single day. But for creators who do not yet have the type of audience that the pros do, a place where they can, without 
judgments come to learn, to enjoy meeting each other, I think has been really important for us to grow something like that and to make people, and honestly, they can take those skills and use them on whatever platform. I think that for us at Pinterest, we wanted creators to feel like they had a place to to come and learn and grow their skills. And also, I would have to say that I do know a few creators who, like you said before, they don't have the following and they came into Pinterest with not as much as the following that I have, but they're doing ex- exceptionally well. And one of them is China Bell. And she was so excited when she first started Pinterest and it has really carried her to like 30K followers and people is like really in tune and engaged in her stuff. And I'm like, how you pass me, <laughs> you know? But, you know, she's, she's a little bit more consistent on there. And then the, another thing that I really truly love and appreciate is that the algorithm is completely, totally different. Like there was a point in time where recently when I had to turn my notifications off because it's like I just posted it an hour ago. It constantly goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And it really just shows that, you know, people are always searching and always learning. That's what I really appreciate about the platform. And I would like to tell other people who's thinking of being a Pinterest creator that you can use this platform and utilize this platform to really be seen. Because a lot of the times it's a little bit harder when it comes to being discovered on different social media platforms when you feel like you don't have an audience or no one's looking or whatever the case may be. Pinterest has made it a little bit more easier, a lot more easier to have your artistry be seen and be heard. I have a question that I always think about on social media and each area is different. I'm actually looking at my Pinterest page and I haven't been on it in a while, but I've seen the numbers go up and down. Can you share a little bit what the difference is between followers, following and monthly views? Because what I've noticed is sometimes the monthly views can be, you know, a few hundred thousand. And then if you're not as being active, if you haven't been, or you're just posting through your tailwinds or whatever, the numbers will go down. So what do you suggest to the brands, to the businesses, to the creators? Where are the metrics and the things that are valuable, not only to Pinterest, but to the creator platform and then to the user? Like what's the ecosystem, I guess? I don't know. I always get a little confused on that. It would be great to have clarity for the audience and me. Yeah, absolutely. So what Keita was saying, a way I can encapsulate it is that one of the things that makes Pinterest different is that your content goes far beyond your followers. And that's why the monthly views piece is really important because again, it all goes back to that search capacity. Because Pinterest is a visual search engine, that ability for your content to be seen by a lot of different users that might not know who April Franzino or Kita Moore or I are, right? Like they might not know who any of us are, but they have come to your piece of content because they are interested in what you're looking for. It's actually also why content from advertisers is additive to our platform because as users, again, continue to search for keywords, that content from creators and from brands and advertisers all populate. And that's all what the user is already interested in. They've asked for that content. And so they're being served a variety of different pieces of content as a result. It's that aspect of the content going well beyond your followers that the monthly views piece is really important. I'm curious, Aya, is there a certain segment of the creator community 
that has really like taken off? Is it makeup artistry? Is it hairstyling? I mean, is skin care a big thing as well? Or is it kind of evenly distributed amongst, I guess, the audience? Our core verticals are, like I mentioned, fashion and beauty, health and wellness, home decor and design and food. And so to answer your question, in the beauty space, which has always been an incredibly popular space on our site, the trends that people are really interested in are actually really reflective of what we see in the culture. And every year we launch an annual report called Pinterest Predicts because Users that come to Pinterest, and I feel like some of the people in this room are Pinterest users, so you'll know what I mean here. Users that come to Pinterest are planners of their life. So what's really interesting about Pinterest users is that they are saving to their Pinterest boards, creating their content in advance of that thing that they're going to do, right? So you might come to Pinterest to plan your baby shower. You go to another platform sometimes to share the result of like, I had my baby shower, right? And so what we're able to present to our users through Pinterest Predicts is an annual trend report of that not yet trending thing, because we know a lot about what our users are searching for and saving. So there was this whole like minimal skincare trend, indie beauty, protective hairstyles, like low maintenance with less heat. Like all of those trends were things that we saw through Pinterest Predicts because our users tell us so much about through the search function of Pinterest about like whether it's like goth eyebrows or eyebrow tattoos. I mean, I have that. Bleached eyebrows, colorful eyebrows. Like those are all searches that we saw very much trending. And then we put it into our rain brows trend. I love that. So you really can respond and be flexible with what's happening and what's going to be happening. And that's just amazing to have that capability. So cool. So this has been like so interesting to hear both sides of the story from different angles and the ecosystem. Would love to kind of take it to the next phase. And so coming up next, we're going to hit the pan with Kita Moore and Aya Kanai to get to know them at a deeper level. Have you taken a look at StoryDot yet? Every brand and every product has a story to tell, and you can't successfully sell that brand or product without telling the story. StoryDot delivers your story wherever you want it to be heard. You can meet your customers at each point in their journey, connecting the dots between your business and the consumer to enhance engagement, experience, and conversion. I encourage you to take a look at StoryDot at StoryDot.com. That's S-T-O-R-I-D-O-T.com. And now it's hitting the pan. Now we're going to hit the pan and... You know, this is where we get to know both of our guests on a more personal level and to see who gets to ask the first question. I'm going to take a spin at the salon chair and it lands on April. All right. This is tricky. So a question for both of you that this conversation has made me think of. What area of Pinterest, other than like, obviously, Kita, you're specifically makeup 
are you most trafficking? Are you like into home? Are you into food? Where do you find yourself the most in your personal time, not for work? <laughs> I'm a Pinterest user before I'm a Pinterest creator. I would say that. And through all the years, I have not just went to Pinterest for beauty, but for all things that it's the platform of the arts. It just, it makes it easier to find out things about home decor, like the way that my place look, it's probably because of I went to Pinterest and created a whole home decor board. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and I'm always changing it as well. And also with wellness as well. And the hair, like there's so many other aspects to creatives and Pinterest that I use it for. And just throughout the years. So, and, and that's just really made it amazing for me. Like I'm always on there and it's not just for beauty. I'll be the first one to say that. But it has helped me in probably every aspect of my life. Just planning and stuff. Like she made a good example of, you know, the baby shower and how they go to Pinterest for the ideas and then they post it on social media. So it's just like that type of amazing, that, that type of like experience that I have like all the time with Pinterest. I love that. So that's where your home decor inspiration that's where my home decor inspiration comes from. I don't go nowhere else. But <laughs> I love it. What about you, Aya? During the pandemic, I was trying to learn about calligraphy. Like I needed to like find a way to unplug. So I was trying to learn about like hand lettering and writing, you know, just like learning how to slow my life down a little bit because I felt like the stress level was high. And so I learned about calligraphy and what pens to use and how to get started because of Pinterest. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's so inspiring. I aspire to have amazing, beautiful handwriting, and that is not the case right now. So I might need to investigate this. Thank you so much. On chair spinning now. And it lands on Abby. I loved your answers to that. So I have a question. It's personal, but it's more connected to the professional aspect of your lives because both of you Aya, you were in the magazine world, right? So I'll start with you. How do you find this part of your life being more on the technology side, right? Different than when you were on the paper side, because it's such a different world, but the knowledge that you've probably had from all of those years is enormous. How do you feel it translates? Yeah, I mean, I will say I spent about 20 years in the editorial world, a lot of that as a fashion director. So on set of photo shoots with celebrities and models and all of that, making the creative. And I will say I have considered it to be one of the greatest honors of my life to be a creator, to be able to have the honor, like what Kita does every day, making images, videos, all of that come to life. Like there is no cooler job, literally, there isn't, it's the best. And what I really wanted to do with this phase of my career is help to give other people tools to be creative. And so that is what has been the biggest change. Coming to consumer tech, believe me, was like taking an absolute jump into the deepest cold pool of learning. 
because, you know, I started my new job during this past year. So it was very challenging to meet everyone in a, you know, rectangular screen on my computer. So that has been hard. At the same time, you know, everyone is so nice. Everyone guides you through the process. And I always stick to that sort of North Star that this part of my career is about helping provide other with tools to be creative, because I know how much and how meaningful it's been in my life to be a creator myself. I love that. That's great. Well, congratulations on moving to a different opportunity in your amazing career. So Kita, interesting on the content side, similar question. How do you feel about now you're producing, you know, you're an artist, but you're really capitalizing on the production value, the media, the photography, where you're creating all of this great work, how do you feel doing it on a technology platform where the algorithms are, you know, working your magic with your expertise of creative? Is it different? It's a lot different. I feel like now, because as creators, like all we want to do is create and do what we love and use our gifts to inspire others. And as we go on into now from the past into the future, technology has just, and social media has just made it so much more easier to be seen and put ourselves out there and to also be an influence to so many. What I love about Pinterest and working on Pinterest is it's constantly, constantly growing. And if you ask me more than any other of the platforms, it it really is just a place to allow creatives to create. And I love that with the technology, it's just making it more easier for us. And then the salon chair lands on me. So thank you so much for your insights. I think it's so cool that you guys have both made different career transitions, you know, or elevated career transitions, you know, in this really interesting time. As we think about our audience and a final thought for them, what's one tip of advice that you have, Kita, from your end as a makeup artist and celebrity artist and content creator for those who are earlier in their journey? And I have for you, for those that might be looking to make a transition from traditional media to consumer tech. So whoever wants to go first. I feel as if coming from a, a standpoint of social media and putting yourself out there, it's a little bit more easier than it used to be in the past, where when I started in the past, you know, social media was just becoming And it's been a great tool and I've been so blessed to be able to use social media as a way to express myself and as a way to grow. And what I would say to creators who, you know, is coming up and want to to do the thing is it's not always as easy as it looks or seen, but it just continued to put like really dope content and really bomb content. And it's really not about like how much you post, it's about the quality of the things that you post and just making a personal engagement with your followers and just continuing to do it. Like I told someone yesterday, you know, she was like, you know, I, just, I don't like social media and stuff. I don't like pinches. I don't like it. I'm like, why don't you? She's like, because it makes me feel like it made her depressed pretty much because she's not getting the numbers that people get and stuff. And I'm just like, whether you have a hundred thousand followers or 10 followers, you're still inspiring and you're reaching those people. And it's not about the amount of people who's following you. It's about who's following you at the same time. So, and you never know who that can be, especially with social media, because, you know, it's limitless. So continue to put yourself out there and continue to talk and continue to have faith in yourself. And it's much easier now than it was before, especially on Pinterest to get your gift out there. 
That's beautiful. It's such an important reminder in this day and age. Thank you. Aya, what about you? What about people who are looking to transition or like thinking through their navigating their careers in the future? I would say as someone who worked for about 20 years in the, the fashion and publishing industry and had the great privilege of working with April, who is you know one of the hosts here. So I was so lucky to work with truly the best of the best. And I think that making a career transition, I had to literally take my ego and just like put it in the closet and close the door. Because when you make a career change of this nature, you are bringing your most curious, your most open self, because there is so much that you have to learn. Of course, naturally, I was coming to to bring my point of view, to bring my perspective, to bring a different point of view. But also, I have so much deep respect for what everyone has built that I wanted to make sure that I was open and learning every single day. Literally, having never worked in, in the consumer tech space, my first two months, I was like, what are these people talking about? Like literally, no, like what are the words that they're saying? I could hardly understand what people were saying. So naturally now I get it all, but you have to bring your most curious, open self, take your ego, put it away. Of course, bring the knowledge and bring the learnings with you, but it's not a time in your life when you're making a career change to kind of like bulldoze into the room. You want to listen and learn. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. So what's the best way for listeners to get in touch? I'm Aya Kanai on all the platforms. And of course, you can find me on Pinterest. And same here. It's Kill Pretty, K-I-L-P-R-I-T-Y. And it's the same across all platforms, Pinterest and everywhere else. Amazing. Well, thank you both of you for sharing your gifts and experiences. I'm sure it's been very valuable for our listeners. It was definitely very helpful for me and interesting to hear the story and kind of the new stuff that's happening. Super exciting. And thanks also to my amazing co-host, Abby Wallach. So great to meet everyone. Thanks for having me. And April Franzino. Thank you so much. Such a great conversation. And this is Karen Moon signing off and look forward to seeing you guys all on the next show. Hugs and kisses. This has been Beauty Is Your Business. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2021. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network. And find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, your inside voice.